This is Laura Deirda from the Becker Spine and Orthopedic Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Julia Sony, Medical Director of Orthopedics at Johns Hopkins Bayview in Baltimore. Dr. Oni, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for the invitation, Laura. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, I know we've got a lot to talk about, a lot happening in, in healthcare and orthopedics right now, but before we dive into our Very discussion, sure. can you tell us just a little bit about yourself and your background? Excellent. Yeah, Laura. Um, I am uh, Dr. Julius Oni, um, a joint replacement doctor, mostly specializing in hip and knee replacements at Johns Hopkins. And um, my practice is mostly based out of Bayview, which is one of our major academic um, institutions at Johns Hopkins. So um, we do a vast majority of, um, of our joints there. And um, it's a pretty robust practice with um, about four surgeons uh, doing between you know, 350 to 500 cases a year each. Um, so we, we have pretty significant volume um, of total joint replacements um, at, at that particular institution. In addition to doing joint replacements, I have significant interest in global orthopedics, and I do quite a bit of work um, in Nigeria, where I was born and raised, um, and also have significant interest in helping to increase access to care, to quality musculoskeletal care in other lower to middle income countries. But for now, we're just starting in Nigeria. So uh, that interest actually led me to also um, starting a collaborative at Hopkins called Global Orthopedics at Johns Hopkins where we leverage the, the, the experiences of everybody who have some interest in this world in our department. And we've had some uh, great success with that um, in the past. Absolutely. Wow, that's really impressive and interesting to think about in terms of orthopedics in the global sense. Now, when, yeah, yeah. When you look ahead, um, both for your practice as well as healthcare in general, what are some of the top challenges that you're anticipating in the next year or so? I mean, I think uh, we all went through significant collective trauma with the pandemic, right? Uh, and for those of us that, uh, that have mostly elective practices like joint replacements, uh, there was a particular time, uh, particularly at the beginning of the pandemic, when everything shut down. And that was the first time in a long time for a lot of us that, you know, things uh, that we were forced to completely stop and, and, and reevaluate things. Um, so I think um, now we've kind of gotten used to, to dealing with the pandemic and hopefully now it's just going to be more of an endemic. Um, and, and for the most part, I think the volumes are starting to come back when it comes to our abilities to offer total joint replacements to our patients. Um, but certainly the Omicron surge in early 2022, um, you know, uh, definitely has, has some effect on, on our volumes at Johns Hopkins in particular, because we were taking care of a lot of COVID patients and we had to deal with that surge. Um, but at this time, our volumes are starting to ramp up again. Um, and um, w I just expect that to continue, that trend to continue um, moving into the rest of the year. Got it. Absolutely. And so as, you know, these volumes of other types of surgeries and, and procedures and patients 
ramp up. Um, you know, do you see anything, um, I guess, anything that you're trying to stay ahead of with those types of patients coming back in? Are they needing more care than they would have um, if they had gotten care during the COVID surges? What exactly are you expecting as these patients return? Actually, um, I think the logistics of, uh, of um, getting the patients through the surgery and getting them through the perioperative period has slightly changed. I mean, before the pandemic, I was doing only about 25% outpatient joints. And um, in the midst of the pandemic, we went to almost 95, 90, you know, to 99% outpatient joints. And, and then um, now we've kind of landed somewhere around this in, in the mid 70s. So I think I'm doing about 75% outpatient joints now. So I, I think one of the things that the pandemic did was certainly um, expedited that tr transition to making a lot of joint replacements outpatient and, and only reserving uh, inpatient stay to those patients that need significant you know, um, tertiary or, or, or post-acute care after surgery. So I, I don't think, I don't see that trend necessarily reversing. I think at this point, we have learned how to take care of patients and take care of them well, um, even when they are being done as an outpatient. That usually requires quite a bit of preoperative patient education. It requires quite a bit of support and resources by the hospital to try to uh, um, make sure that these patients are well supported, even if they are being uh, um, sent home on the same day of surgery. So that may mean that there's a post-operative nurse checking on them the day after to make sure that everything is going well, so that you don't have a spike in in emergency room visits or you have your clinic clinics clogged up with patients who are rushing back in because they are not. Um, you know, doing as well. So, but our experience so far, even with going up on the on the out, outpatient numbers, is that the patients have been doing just as well. They, we've not really seen any significant increase in complications. Um, we just looked at um, some NISQIP data that we just submitted. Actually, um, my my team and I submitted a paper to JBJS looking at the the complication levels or complication rates during the pandemic as we were doing a lot of this outpatient surgeries versus before and we really didn't see a significant increase in complications. So that's a good thing. Absolutely. That's really great to hear. Now, when you think about the future, where do you see some of the biggest opportunities for your practice to continue growing? I mean, I think um, uh, for us, particularly at a tertiary academic center where I am at Johns Hopkins, um, we usually add a pretty large cohort of traveling patients, you know, patients traveling from all over the country and even patients traveling internationally. And obviously because of the pandemic, there was a, um, a, a decrease in the number of those patients that were able to um, um, travel to us to, to get care. And so I expect that to probably start to ramp up again as we um, hopefully ease out of the pandemic. So particularly the, the international patients, 
I expect that those numbers to increase significantly in the next several months to few years. So that's 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 I think that's a great opportunity there to to really expand the practice. It's so interesting to think about in terms of. Um, the travel aspect, especially there at Johns Hopkins, being um, such a noteworthy institution for treating patients, especially in orthopedics. Now, uh, considering that, what are some of the most interesting new technologies and platforms that you're seeing um, come come out today? Uh, that's that's a great question. So yeah, so I think um, with joint replacement, some of the robotic platforms that are being uh, used. Uh, or, or, or um, presented to us um, recently are very interesting and they're certainly going to help us do the surgeries that we do better. I think it's certainly the future. It's going to help us to, to not have to guess at all and, and, and to, to, to place this implants in exactly the, the positions that we really want to place them in. But really, what what's most interesting about this um, robotic platforms um, is that they they are going to really give us a lot of data about um, about the surgeries that we've done, all this you know that we do for people, and and by evaluating that data, we, we will be able to better um, um, serve our future patients. I think so. Um, the, the, now. Is the jury? I think the jury is still somewhat out on the 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 superiority, the clinical, the superiority of clinical outcomes with robotic, you know, surgeries versus you know conventional surgeries like we've done it before. Um, but certainly, I think we, we we will see what the long term data bore out, and certainly we will be able to to get a lot more information from these surgeries and hopefully fine-tune the surgeries and make them even better in the years to come. Got it. Thank you, Dr. Oni, for going through that with us. Now, before we wrap up our conversation, I know much of the past few years has been colored by COVID-19. What do you think the lasting legacy of the pandemic will be on orthopedics? Um, I, I think I mentioned a, a little bit of it earlier. One, one, one of those legacies is going to be that um, our patient joints is here to stay, at least with regards to joint replacements, if we want to be that specific. Um, with regards to orthopedics in general, uh, I, I do think that um, the pandemic has, has given a lot of us um, an opportunity to, to pause for a second and start thinking about unique and interesting and innovative ways of serving our patients in a way that that um, still gives them significant, uh, just the same great outcomes um, and, 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 and at, at a reduced cost and certainly um, at, at a better, um, um, with, with a better lifestyle for those of us that are the surgeons. So, because a lot of us for the first time got it, some time to really spend with our families and, 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 and I mean, given how severe the pandemic was and uh, how unpredictable things were, you really started to ask a lot of questions about, uh, you know, what do I really want to spend my time on? Am I doing what I really want to be doing? And I think um, a lot of 
surgeons are go, uh, have asked themselves those questions and they are designing the practices for the future right now. And so I think what is going to happen in the next several years is we're going to see different permutations of um, what that, you know, um, ideal practice setting, uh, ideal practice set up is for, for the respective surgeons. And, and I'm lo looking forward to what that looks like. I think it's going to be very interesting. Well, Dr. Oni, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fascinating discussion, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you, Laura. Thanks for the invite. Talk to you soon.